Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Ephrata Community Church Weekly Podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Hey, ECC family. Great to be with you uh, as we launch into what we're referring to as the Great Exchange. It's several messages around the Easter theme. As you can imagine, it doesn't take much to explain what we mean by the Great Exchange Mm -hmm. in the sense that what God did for us coming among us. Uh, And so I do want to remind you all, hey, grab your stickers. There's four different colors, four different messages. Uh, Grab one for each. Make sure your kids have them too. But I'm privileged to talk to Kevin launching this series in The Great Exchange with this whole question of, like, who is this man? Like, what what in the world is in front of us? And uh, I really appreciated, Kevin, that you started with that with that thing that's always worth reflecting on. Why wasn't Jesus more obvious in announcing his divinity, right? And uh, I have some thoughts on it. Do you want to say anything before I talk? But I certainly... It's just a great question to ask. Like if it's... Uh, sometimes when I'm reading through the scripture, I'll do a little exercise that I call, um, if I were God, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> which is a horrible... I'm already going to give you a D minus, but that's, <laughs> that's all right. right. <laughs> but it's the idea of actually thinking like, well... It, it highlights the difference between us and our humanity and him and right. knowing all. And so Jesus coming on the earth thinking, okay, if I was God and I was sending the Savior of the world, I would make it a good bit more obvious. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he didn't, then obviously God does everything with just absolute intention and yeah. Yeah. And there's something about, there's something about Jesus deliberately. You and I were just chatting actually just before this podcast kicked off. Jesus avoids the spectacle. Yeah. Really, particularly early in his ministry, he does a lot of his don't tell anyone yes don't tell anyone shuts demons down uh, when they start to announce who he is i do love your little point particularly i think you made it on sunday where you just doubled down on that whole idea that the first people to know who jesus is yep. and announce it is the demonic that's realm, right. right that's so, you just need to make note of those things when you see him in scripture that's right and even even when i was talking about the temptation a few weeks ago when the devil takes him up and says throw yourself down in front of people like in other words yeah. he would have been at the temple very crowded place day and night um it's a spectacle. And mm-hmm. Jesus is like, you know, that's not actually how we're going to pull this off. So there is something in the fact that Jesus doesn't do spectacle. Yep. He doesn't read a gospel. He leaves the lives he touched as testimony yeah. to who he is, right? Because yeah. that's what he's doing in this scene is uh, we become his witnesses, right? Yep. Uh, we're his, quote, spectacle. And um, I deeply appreciate it, although I'm with you. I think it would have been neater if he <laughs> floated on the, above the ground, glowed a little bit. You did yeah. everything that I think he should have done. The halo. <laughs> right. And everything uh, we talked earlier as well about um, the idea of even how our culture today lives on spectacle. Like, here's the latest thing. Here's the greatest thing. Here's the, here's the news feed currently. And it's interesting to see that even back through, like, it's, it's not unique to our time. It actually was back through. So his brother said, uh, during like before the feast, they said, "Well, aren't you going up to the feast? You want to make yourself known." Yeah, exactly. And he said, yeah. "No, I'm not going." And then, of course, later went on, kind of incognito. That's right. Um, but even like in his brothers were like, "Hey, if you want to make yourself known, this is the way you do it. Like this is this is your self promotion to do that." And so even that was in the nature of mankind way back then with his siblings telling him, "This is the way you need to get this done." That's right. And so there's two things you highlighted. Spectacle being one, and let's even use the best case scenario for why we pursue spectacle. Sometimes we pursue it because we need to be reignited or re-inspired all the time into Mm -hmm. something. And I know this, I want to be available to being inspired 
but I also want to live in the steadiness of that which I've seen. So much of even David's ratings remind us, reflect on the acts of God. Know the yep. works he's done. Tell yep. them to your children, yeah. right? That there's something about the long arc of God's faithfulness and trustworthiness minus the immediate or the spectacle, which he does, yeah. but these are things that live in beautiful tension with each other. I just want to say that that's one thing, so honoring it that I sometimes even need the spectacle, but it's yes. only because I'm supplementing that which I've known, right? Right. Um, so uh, even this past weekend, for the prophetic word to see at one level, the amazing spectacle of 2,000 words being released um, is yeah. just sowing into my long run with the Lord of his faithfulness toward us, whether or not he's fully speaking that loud yep. or not. He just is. Yep. Second thing you said was, um, we need, people come after Jesus simply because they have need, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and what Jesus does to meet that, um, I really love those two points you nestled in the middle. And I want to ask you this, so big question. Sometimes when I'm done speaking, I like to think, man, if I would have had more time, I would have probably spent it on this. Or, man, I wish I could circle back around and make sure I nailed this. I nailed it on Saturday night, maybe didn't on Sunday. Anything you would say, here's something that if I yeah. could have another couple minutes on, I'd, I'd drill deeper. Well, um, sometimes in a message, it's not necessarily about what can be said or should be said. It can sometimes be about like, hey, can we just simply stop there? And literally just like give people space. I mean, I mean significant space, which we wouldn't even have time, you know, in a weekend service. But the John passage where, um, you know, Jesus is doing ministry, people are intrigued by what he's doing, and so they're following him. And so it simply says they believed in him because of the signs. But then Jesus said, it says there, that Jesus would not entrust himself to them. Yeah. Wow. So you had a yeah. crowd of people that were, I don't know what better word to use than intrigued, like something's up with this guy. But Jesus withheld himself from them because it says that, that he knew what was there. Like he knew what was motivation. He knew almost like, um, I hate to say it this way, but it wasn't worth the investment yeah. because maybe they wouldn't stick or they weren't authentic in their pursuit of him. Um, or you know, using the parable of the soils. Yeah, Jesus is able to to discern soil, right? Right. And first of all, it's not even just about why waste my words. It's like why put this person through something they're not going to be able to retain anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because the birds are so strong, the weeds are so wicked, and the soil is so pressed. Yep. Jesus sometimes waits for those things to get dealt with a little bit yep. before he drops certain seeds. So I don't even think it's him weighing the value of his own words, whether it's wasted, he's kind to know the soil and once that worked right. yep. before he even dropped seeds. Right? And I sometimes wonder, like, what was the long story here? Like those folks recorded in John, in the early, early part of the Gospel of John, that Jesus would not entrust them to? Did they come back around at the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and could give their life to Jesus when they saw the whole picture? I don't know, but there was something that Jesus saw in them that the soil was not ready. So what that makes me reflect on is, I want to have ready soil. <laughs> oh, man, brother, I know, I can tell where we're headed here, right? Uh, for, I mean, it's me personally, like I'm thinking, okay, Jesus, if you're looking at me, what do you see? Like, am I ready? Am I, am I, do I have obstacles? Like we talked about a few of those obstacles where the religious people, scribes and Pharisees who were tasked with studying the law and should have been the first to recognize Jesus didn't see him at all. Well, I want to chime in too here. Like last week, 
um, during the prophetic weekend, you alluded to the fact that the Lord seems to be using holiness stream movements to make a statement yeah, to us right. as, as this quiet revival is breaking out. Um, and I, and even our sermons, like Kevin said something that really stuck with me, that we pay attention to how our sermons are coming across or what stream of the church we're pulling the sermon from. Yeah. Uh, and we had six in a row that we could honestly say, wow, there was some heavy consecration yeah. message going on in that. Yeah. The Lord was putting his finger on some stuff. And I say this, that it's a beautiful thought to think that if the Lord's leading me into holiness-type activities, it's because he knows that the soil needs to be churned up. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. In other words, he's never calling us to holiness for the sake of holiness. Holiness is an avenue through which prepares us for what he wants to do. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. And uh, I, I don't have time to go into the Old Testament imagery around this, um, much less New Testament language. But I'm excited about the seeds he must be wanting to entrust to our community if he continues to do this much consecration work. Yeah. Um, and I even <clears throat> noticed in your sermon this weekend, we're trying to lighten a bit, but yet at the same time, the Spirit has a, a steady <laughs> call, like, what are you yeah. going to do with yeah. me if I'm really who I say I am? Yep. Right? That's a, that's a, that's a message of preparation and, and, and consecration still. And, yep. uh, I want to say yes to it too, but I'm also this, like, Lord, show me any unturned over places um, yeah. that left that are left man that's important yeah and um you know part of the challenge that we have in christianity is when we think about those things that are separate that separate us from god we can think of the big ones like what would be considered big sins yeah and then we reach a level of function that we think hey my, me and god you know we're doing okay and we're good and I've, i have a level of confidence i have a level of assurance and uh, he's saying, like, why are you stopping there? <laughs> like, why? There's so much more. Right. And so there's things he'll put fingers on. And I'll just be honest. There's a couple of things I feel like he's put a finger on in my life that honestly, um, many people would think that, okay, that's just not a big deal. Mm -hmm. But it's not for me oh, man. to determine what is a big deal and what is a not, not a big deal. It is up to the Lord and my response to him and my intention and desire to be obedient to him and so it's one of those things where um you know he can put his finger on something and you can almost ignore that prompting and 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 just explain it away or justify it even by saying hey well so and so like that's what no actually i'm asking you this is you and i are having sure. this conversation that's right true. now that's right and so a lot of christianity stops at a level of functioning that is okay it's just still less than That's right. what he actually has for us. And this lines up with two words that came out this weekend, um, both delivered by <clears throat> people that I have a lot of trust in the way they receive. One of them was, uh, came up to me on Sunday, I was the service pastor for the weekend, and she said, um, hey, it's as if the Lord is here looking at us and saying, no, between you and I, who am I to you? And I know that sounds cliche to say that, but mm -hmm. she, she was literally having this vision of Jesus saying like, hey, if you believe what you claim you believe about me, what more could we be doing in the world if you really believe that about yeah, me, wow. right? right? Like, like there's this level of, hey, I like what you believe about me. If it's true, yep. not just what changes in your life, but where do you think we could take this if yeah. you really do believe I've released this into the world or I'm giving authority, etc. And then there was a second word, if you don't mind me talking about Go it. For it. This yeah. one, Benita wouldn't mind me saying it was from Benita. Benita said that, it was Saturday, but Nita was like, Jim, there is a yieldedness in us right now, a consecratedness, 
that the Lord's asking us to hold on to mm -hmm. because he's not done preparing all the other players he needs to be involved when he mm -hmm. releases it. So there's another reason that the Lord could be keeping us in a kind of yielded and consecrated posture is he's arranging players yeah. or he's arranging larger things in society or something. It's not just always about our obedience or not. Right. Sometimes that which the Lord is going to do is waiting because the Lord wants people to be in on it. Yep. And it takes, I always say this, uh, the Lord out of his gentleness takes some time to arrange players. Yeah. And therefore, some of us who might have responded quicker to it have to hold on to our yieldedness yep. and not see the fruits of it just yet because he's still arranging his players, yep. right? And I want to be there where I'm like, oh man, I've been in this posture now for four. Matter of fact, there's a part of me would have to say, I've been in a holding posture since the fast. Mm -hmm. And I keep feeling the Lord calling me back to elements of the fast. And it's not just about my heart needing to be realigned anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's keeping me in a spot I'm believing because I'm in that spot for something larger. Yeah. That he is still arranging. Am I willing to stay there? Yeah. And believe me, I've yeah. had a few spot time, moments in the last few weeks where I'm like, Hey, I'm a little tired of prep, like, um, but I just yeah. keep feeling this word, like, like your yieldedness will have fruit in its time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I submit that as another reason the Lord continues to hit us with these beautiful, subtle waves of consecration themes and s set yourself apart for something unique. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I think there's some things. Um, again, one of the things that we're looking at this year and beyond, Christ, put your name, Jesus. No. We want to be famous for making you famous. So while I do want him to entrust himself to me personally and to you personally and to Matt personally, That's right. it's about us. <laughs> there's something he wants to do corporately. And so, um, and as you've highlighted oftentimes on your, your platform time, you know, where we can go together. And Joshua and Caleb I mean, so big. did not so big. go into the promised land um, on their own. Like their individual faith was not what got them there. It was like, okay, we're... 40 years. <laughs> We're saying like, hey, it's been since January. Yeah. 40 years of preparation to go into the promised land so they could do it together. And yeah. I sometimes think of the Old Testament where Moses was a man who actually face to face with God. Yet when the tabernacle was set up and they worshiped corporately, uh, even he could not stand in the mm -hmm. presence of the Lord. That's right. Yeah, and you know, one little simple example, and all I have is my own journey recently to try to... <clears throat> populate this thought is I was thinking after last week's prophetic weekend I was more blessed by how many people were giving prophetic words mm, yeah and when we we had a large cancellation everyone just so you know a, a community we care for a lot had committed to a bunch of prayer slots couldn't deliver due to some spring break stuff that they forgot to factor into their schedule we had to come up with a lot of people to pray and my word I think it was God showing us something about what we have in our own midst that we're cultivating but when I got done the weekend, I would honestly say this after last weekend. I would give up my own growth deeper into these spiritual gifts if you could tell me that I could be a part of seeing 25 more people next year yep. mm. giving prophetic words. Yep. I, rather than deeper for me, wider for us. Yep. Right? Like, because that's what I think we could be as a community. By the way, I'm just one example. I know that's on your heart. Yes, for sure. I don't think right. that's unique <clears throat> to me or that I carry some level of uniqueness. I long for us to be a community where we get called by a church that wants to have a prophetic weekend mm -hmm. now, and we can easily say, oh, oh we'll bring 25 teams. teams? You bet. There. We're there. Right? You yeah. watch. Um, um, watch and see what the Lord does through that. So that, that's, that gets back at what I think the Lord's trying to do is 
we're not trying to send any individuals into the promised land. We're trying to send a people. That's exactly it. right. Yep. It gets me excited. And even just reflecting on the previous weekend, um, I do, as I mentioned this past weekend, I do think there was actually a fresh level of prophetic ministry. I felt it. That, yeah, that it was there. released among us. And I've had several people come to me and say, you know, since last weekend, like they would say, I'm not normally prophetic, but I feel like I'm getting this revelation. And so we have to be careful that we don't see our future in light of our past. Just because we've not maybe moved in prophetic ministry in the past, I think we just need to be open to it in a new way, individually as well. That's right. That God will begin to give us stuff. And some folks who feel like they've never moved in that way or they've just kind of written off like that's for somebody else that you will actually begin getting that's right. revelation if you've not. And, just be alert to it. And then once it starts to happen, Boldness is right on the tail of it. Mm -hmm. Like I know it sounds interesting, but as I understand New Testament boldness beginning to build, something's released to a people, then the Lord starts to bring opportunities from the minister in their life and a boldness kicks yep. up, right? Yep. Um, and, and confidence I am, in the Lord. Exactly. And yep. I, I, that's what I want to see. I want to see more and boldness being yep. released this year in these particular gifts unto ministry in this community, man. Yeah. It just, it just gets me excited. Oh, it's going to be fun. Now, that, that, that <laughs> leads me into the upcoming series on the Great Exchange. As you can imagine, Easter is two weeks away, and yeah. we look forward to being able to be a part of your lives as a community in that. Uh, we're working on um, how we believe the Lord is going to use our weekend service in that area. Next week, um, this coming week, excuse me, Matt Swords and I, Palm Sunday, Matt Swords and I are going to co-teach on this one, and we're going to be touching on the, pretty much this very thing of... Um, um, the exchange of Jesus and bringing, giving us the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and so we look That's forward cool. to uh, look forward to chatting about that particular exchange uh, as well. So, Kevin, any final thoughts before we call today? I do not. It's going to be a great weekend with you and Matt and the platform Looking together. That to should it. be both entertaining and enlightening. Oh no, it's like a <laughs> podcast. We're actually going to set up the stage and everything. Oh, like that we're right? going to okay. try to create a little bit of a. This is what you get if you listen to yeah. uh, the typical podcast routine. But oh. all that to say, we deeply appreciate you, and we are believing to to see more of Jesus. Some, I, I love what we were using the language this weekend. Scales falling off our eyes, biblical yep. language for us having greater and greater insight and revelation into what Jesus and the power of his resurrections yep. meant. Look forward to seeing you this weekend. Take care. Thank you, and thank you, Jim. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us at effortofcommunitychurch.com. Effort